Welcome to the Earth Whispers podcast, a discussion of the natural wild, the art that blossoms from it, and the magical world of power it opens for us. I'm Atulia K. Bingham, better known for my off-grid mud building adventures at themudhome.com. Talking with poet Emma Blass, author of No Less Wild Than The Wind. Still, I am woken by the gathering outside my window. The sparrows are louder, still. What part of alone is with? All day the lemon tree is busy with fruit. The bees' feet stay dusted with pollen, going from here to there and there to here. What part of clothes is open? The swallows flit and turn before dusk. Bats make me dizzy with their this way than that, yet I haven't seen a rock turn to sand. What part of stop is moving? The house is still standing. I'm here, still. What part of me isn't stone? Beautiful. That's Emma Blass reading still. And it's, it's Atulia K. Bingham and Emma Blass from Spain. Both of us locked down in very different ways, which we're going to talk about in a minute. And um, yeah, it's, it's funny. We've been locked down now. How long for six weeks? Emma? This is week five. Week five. I haven't a clue anymore. <laughs> Don't ask me what day, but <laughs> we're the middle of week, week five. five. Yeah. Yes. And, and how long do you think this is going to go on for? I think we will be locked down probably for about another three and a half weeks. I've got a feeling it's going to be two months altogether. Yeah, that's yeah. what I, I imagine as well. That's where I see it. And um, it's it's very strange. It's it's and with each because we're we're apart from China we're in Italy with the with ahead of everybody else um in our experience most of the people are look have just locked down or they've been locked down for one or two weeks and I don't know if you felt this but I feel like I've gone through a process with it do you feel like that yeah definitely um I think I would be happy to compare it to like the grief um cycle the Kubler-Ross grief process um and what has been quite insightful for me is uh at one point I thought that I was in acceptance um and then that acceptance actually shifted along with my perspective so there are various um shades of each of those aspects within the Kubler-Ross grieving process I think yeah can you remind us which what are the stages of it um there is anger um denial bargaining um acceptance and i can't remember the fifth one but i I was listening to a podcast about (laughs) there being a sixth one um actually they added on um a sixth stage um posthumously the um i can't remember his name i should remember his name um 
he added a search for meaning onto the 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 final part of it and he also uh, it's a really good podcast actually and we, we should share it um and all of it was kind of informed by losing his own son and he found throughout it that what helped him through was um, a search for meaning and I think that's if you look at some of the activities that people are doing they're being really empowered to participate in the community participate in supporting the community um, and I think that's part of the grief process um, very interesting take on that and we'll add that link um, to that point what was the podcast which podcast is it? it he was actually talking with Brené Brown so um yeah I'll share the link I don't have yeah it. and we'll, we'll um, add it to the bottom of the podcast yeah Good idea. yeah yeah and it's it's interesting because we're having um very different experiences of it <clears throat> understandably because we're in completely different physical surroundings perhaps you'd like to explain your physical surroundings first yeah and I'll start by saying that I am well we should probably start by saying for anybody who isn't listening um from within Europe and who knows what the situation is in Spain because every country has a slightly different take on it yeah. um, we have been confined to our houses um we're not allowed to go out for anything more than um groceries or the pharmacy um, until recently they've slightly released the um, ability to work so um, it was sh sh shut down to people who are core services and now I think that's been expanded to manufacturing um, but the majority of us are completely confined to our houses that's right and if you go out you're going to get fined basically so um, yeah. yeah so it, it's not like the UK where I think they're allowed to walk around my dad seems to be able to go for walks and things yeah. which isn't the case here um, certainly not if you're in an urban area or even semi-urban area yeah. it's not the same for me I'm there's no police around so no one's up on a mountain so that's not my case but that is the case for the majority of people in Spain that's absolutely yeah. right um, and you're in your house you've been um locked down basically in a how, how many meters squared have you got there Emma I'm not good at that game actually um, <laughs> it's not very big I can tell you <laughs> it's not very big but it, it's a good size um well, and is, I, I reckon you've got about 80 meters squared there is isn't very big <laughs> <laughs> um, just just so that people can yeah because they the other people can imagine where what your situation is yeah and got, i'm i think so four, rooms. four rooms um yep two bedrooms a bathroom and a kitchen lounge um, i expect you know them all quite well now i do <laughs> <laughs> and i know a lot of some people are um i heard some people were like moving around in different rooms to like make it feel different i'm kind of not experiencing that but I yeah I would say I'm incredibly incredibly lucky in that I have outdoor space I have access to a garden oh yeah a veggie garden which is just across the way but I have been in it whilst the military both the military and the civil guard have driven past so it is permitted um so I can get outside I can stretch my legs and there are a lot of people in Madrid or, or any of the cities and even in the town here a lot of people live in apartments and they don't have any access to the outside world um and that's I mean I'm finding it hard enough um the the 
there is a despondency um, that comes from being so separate from, for me, I have two, two main desires right now. Um, when the process first began, I felt incredibly lonely because I live alone um, and I felt incredibly lonely and isolated. Uh, and now I'm not really bothered about that. What I really want to do is at night, I find it very difficult to sleep because despite doing exercise, despite doing yoga, I'm not walking enough and my legs hurt. Um, and rather than see people and hug people, I just really, really want to go for a really long walk in nature. <laughs> I can't tell it's, you. It's so interesting that, that you've had that shift though. And, um, and I wanted, we'll talk about that a bit more now because I think that's um, really interesting that you've had the shift from, from feeling lonely to, or maybe, maybe what you wanted to connect with has changed or, or you've, yeah. you might have, maybe. I'd really like you to read a little bit more of your poem again because I want to go through it because now that we've got the background, yeah. <laughs> it's going to make more sense. So would you just read the first verse again? Sure. I'm woken by the gathering outside my window. The sparrows are louder. Still, what part of alone is with? Right, and that brings us neatly. <laughs> what you just said, um, yeah, I'm wo I'm, I am woken by the gathering outside my window. So what I'm sensing there, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, but um, is that the life seems to be going on outside. And, um, and the, but the... Is it, the title of the poem is still and there's a double meaning there I, mm -hmm. I think yeah. um, with the quietness and the standstill that we're in uh, as well as something still we're still in lockdown yeah, things that are <laughs> persisting still, sorry some kind of continuity or persistence yes exactly well said <laughs> can you read the next bit again sure um, all day the lemon tree is busy with fruit. The bees' feet stay dusted with pollen, going from here to there and there to here. What part of clothes is open? And what do you think about that? What We're closed, everything's closed off, locked, locked down. Um, it's a real closing. But, um, because, uh, yeah, I'm going to explain my experience and um in a minute and some other people i've talked to there's an openness and opportunity in the restrictions i always think i'm obsessed with freedom it's my um it's my thing and i've had to come to learn that um freedom always comes with limitations and the limit can often be a door mm. um to a freedom that we might not have known or bothered to look at if we hadn't had the the limitation there in the first place what do you think about that yeah I mean completely in one hand a door can be closing and you can be shut out of something um, and on the other hand a door can be open but neither often go along with will <laughs> so but sorry say that again both the open the closing of one door and the opening of another aren't always uh, correlating with will um but that doesn't mean that it's not 
not in our best interest, but um, but a wonderful advancement or development for ourselves. Um, and yeah, for me, this this was looking at the um, actually David I had the wonderful opportunity of listening to David White talk the other day. And um, he talked about this being a blessing in some ways because it allows different conversations to be happening um, within ourselves. And he used conversations to represent activities or actual conversations. So really we are being given a tremendous opportunity to do things in a different way um, that we wouldn't normally get within our lives yeah and that that it, i was thinking the same thing and it really reminds me of um vipassana this whole experience really reminds me of a vipassana retreat where you're stuck 10 days um sitting not allowed to talk to anyone it's so similar um <clears throat> and the pro kind of process that you go through and um and uh, old old goenka i used to say uh, all the time this is an amazing opportunity <laughs> when in your life would you ever normally right when in heck would we ever have the chance to be two months not working two months just sitting reflecting when would we have that chance yeah it's actually nobody i guess nobody in quite a long time has had that chance <laughs> no it's like we've as a all species, been you know as a, as a group as a collective it's yeah. it's an incredible opportunity all that haste all that bustle that running here and there and um yeah we didn't choose it maybe but um or maybe we did on another level who knows <laughs> yeah i mean i often wonder that yeah i think i i can't tell you how much time i spend staring at the wall or at lemon tree which is my little taste of outside um my little connection point with with nature um in a way that i wouldn't normally um have been permitted because of responsibilities things to do um busy mind busy life and my life is not that busy <laughs> compared to others that's right that's right we don't have kids we're not running around in that thing that's so true and even even me i mean i feel i have the one of the slowest of lives but even me it's quite interesting i'll, I'll tell you in a minute but can we re go to the third part um the swallows the swallows flit and turn before dusk bats make me dizzy with their this way then that yet i haven't seen a rock turn to sand what part of stop is moving I love that bit. Yeah. What part of stop is moving? Now, swallows are migratory birds coming and going. <laughs> um, yeah. So they go round and round. Um, and I think I, I felt that this part was a little bit of a, um, a nod to that cyclic circular um, movement of everything on the planet really which can appear that nothing's moving yeah. when in fact i mean even atoms are the same <laughs> um that appears that it's stable or static or secure or safe or s solid 
actually it's not everything is moving um what was your take on that yeah i love your interpretation um the first the two lines of that stanza were um actually an a real life experience during this lockdown and i was going over to the veggie garden to get something or to drop something off and it was dusk just before dusk and uh i was i noticed there were all these birds flitting over and for the first time i noticed they were swallows um and i hadn't recognized them before maybe because they weren't here i wasn't aware that they were migratory actually um <laughs> and what i loved was they kind of handed over to the bats so but i think oh i must have been going off to water the the veggies and so when I went over to water, um, it was still light and the swallows were darting around beautifully um, with their gorgeous tails. And then by the time I came back, it was bats that were flipping around. And I just loved that they were so, they were almost in a tango. Um, and I wasn't a part of that. And all of this was going on without me. Um, and I was the observer and it didn't matter whether I was inside my house they were outside this movement was kind of like happening and it was it's almost it's almost a bit of a nod to the egoic <laughs> um, personality of man that thinks that everything revolves around him and we can see very clearly through this lockdown that it really doesn't because <laughs> You know. Yeah, it's so true. Yeah. That is really, really obvious. It's like nature's just like doesn't care at all. It's carrying yeah. on. It's almost having a party out there. Yeah. It's so true. It's funny. And it's <laughs> we think we're so important. It's really true. I, I, our, our massive plans are actually nothing. Nothing. And it carries on regardless. <laughs> and it's this, yeah, it's this huge catastrophe for us. I mean, and, and it really is. Some people are having an awful experience and people are dying. It's, it's terrible. Um, but each of us individually, it's like, um, or the, it's being escalated to, to catastrophic kind of levels, um, with us each individually, but really, you know, what, everything is still standing. Um, and I think that's a call to kind of like be grounded in the experience and in the presence of it all, because it's, I was losing my mind at the start of this. I was completely in shock at the very first, during the very first two weeks, I think, having moments of lucidity and clarity, but reading the news and that was, that was terrifying. Um, and so I think for me, that part here is about, um, is being mixed with grounding and finding, um, just a gentle balance in that presence with nature, that communion with nature, every little yeah, part. Yeah. And, and because I was, I've really been feeling that that's what this is. Another thing that this has blown apart is um the future tripping that people do all the time um the the, the absurd planning <clears throat> um to the you know minutest degree um of, of future events I, I must admit in turkey we had no future plans so it was a shock to me when i came back to europe and people were trying to make <laughs> arrangements with me for three or four months <laughs> Wow. And I, I was like, I, I'm sorry, I don't make arrangements that far ahead. I don't know. I mean, a week max. <laughs> That's pushing it. 
Um, because in Turkey, there was no, also no, we never had security. So I've mm. kind of lived without any security for the past 20 years. Um, but what I'm seeing here in the West, uh, particularly in Europe, because that's where we are, is that 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 fallacy, that illusion of future security has been blown out of the water. Um, and how fast and how quick and how <laughs> how yeah. unexpectedly to all of us. Um, yeah. There was no warning. It really was literally in a day or two that suddenly everything shut down. There was no warning. So um, it's very, very interesting. But what it does do is bring us securely back to that present moment, which you alluded to. And I think that's so powerful. And that is a meditation practice in itself, that coming back. The only reality is now. Um, everything else was a nonsense. We created it. And um, it really, really pulls us back into that presence and so for you, I was thinking, because my situation is different, as we'll go into, but for someone being, and I, I, um, I definitely sympathize with you, because I remember when I was, even last year, when I was in, um, I was in a flat in, in the town, or it was a small, I mean, a small, very small town, about 5,000 people, but uh, I, I was... I wasn't feeling how I feel now. I wasn't feeling the freedom that I feel now. Okay, now we're in lockdown. <laughs> it's really interesting for me. I was feeling quite down and I couldn't work out why last this time last year. And as soon as I moved up onto the, my land, even though I'm physically a lot less comfortable in many ways, I, they, that feeling has disappeared. Um, suddenly I'm in, in this other world, this playground, this kind of wonderland, and I don't feel that sense of, of, of sort of gloom. So I can only, and I know, I know with you that your solace was always to go to the sea. And because um, <clears throat> you're not really not very far from the sea, you're five minute walk away, but even that's out of bounds right now. And the funniest thing is, um, I used to hear the sea some days when on windy days, and I have not heard the sea since we were locked down. Even though I go out in the garden, I cannot hear the sea. Why do like you think it, that is? I don't know. I wonder if I uh, if I tuned into it or I was more tuned into it because I would often feel like it was calling me and I, I had to go to the sea. And especially when um, the sea was very, um, they say, brava, don't they? Like kind of like bold and wild then I would love to go and see and to witness that um kind of savage kind of grace um and I haven't yeah I keep listening I'm straining at my ears like come on why can't I hear the sea it can't be a month of clear seas it's just not possible in the Atlantic well I'll, I'll put, I'll put, I've got a little idea and you can you can give your comment on it <laughs> And it came to me while you were talking about the swallows flitting in your poem. And you said, and I wasn't anything to do with it. And um, I felt that you were, that uh, as the observer, that the, the observer is a participant, a very important participant. And I feel, <laughs> rightly or wrongly, that many times these creatures even do it for us. Mm. Um, I feel my robin does this for me. But uh, sometimes maybe other creatures that I don't even um, have that connection with. But I do think that the, the, maybe the reason you haven't heard the sea is that you've become disconnected from it through no fault of your own. But um, it's, it's a, um, a disconnection. So the sea is no longer 
part of your psyche. Yeah, it's really possible. What do you think about that? Yeah, I think it could really be a, a part of the coping mechanism is like switching that part off because I cannot go and it would torture me even more if I if I was hearing the sea and being and hearing it call to me um, and then not being able to go. Um, and yes, I, I did feel uh, like they were joyfully flitting around above my head almost showing off um it does feel like that yeah. <laughs> but that I wasn't part of their dance or part of their it felt like it was like almost like a relay one to the other to the other and, and maybe it's a yeah maybe it's I just need to reposition it in my mind but it was wonderful to be the observer of that and to just watch nature joyfully and fight can you read the last piece the house the house is still standing i am here still what part of me isn't stone um and yeah that's about the being grounded and focusing on what still is standing um as a person with mild tendencies to catastrophize <laughs> we're we're interesting too because we're direct opposites but <laughs> <laughs> that's good that's uh, <laughs> that's what makes life interesting really? <laughs> and all different viewpoints and i think the different viewpoints are so valuable um it's it's good for me to hear somebody else's viewpoint um and uh, to because I do think or I often think you know what would what would if I was now being closed in how would I deal with that what would I do um I'll, I'll go a little bit into my situation is entirely different and um because I'm I'm in the middle of nowhere there are no, there's no rules or anyone <laughs> or anything here so I nothing has changed for me absolutely nothing on the on the outside in in terms of what my daily routine is in terms of what i'm doing nothing has changed except if i go down to shop and then it's a little bit strange because, <laughs> because suddenly i'm entering what was a one kind of world and it's obviously not that world anymore it's something else and i generally come back from those trips feeling a little bit strange and unsettled mm -hmm. um and then and then i the day carries on and i forget about it I'm back, <laughs> back to my world however i've i have also gone through some interesting processes and i think this kind of thing is so valuable to lose something sometimes especially if it's temporarily there's mm -hmm. such a value in it because you value you learn what you take for granted and what you don't and what you miss and you see it's it's interesting that you've gone from the aloneness to the nature so i would put and that would for me feel a really very um natural progression um i think because i think when it's like when you do vipassana you, you start to realize that the or at least this is how it was for me i started to realize when i felt alone and lonely it wasn't actually that I was craving people at all. I was craving connection and I was mm. feeling disconnected. And, um, and so unless I gained, regained that sense of connection, 
with myself ultimately <clears throat> and um, with the planet also. I nothing that even if I saw somebody, it wouldn't fill the gap really. But um, where was I going with that? Yeah. <laughs> Um, what, how this transition for me, yeah, is quite interesting because I've realized I haven't seen really a soul, um, except for when I go to the shops, but it's not, they're not like humans anymore down there. You know, everybody's in a mask and it's weird. It's like in some sci-fi movie. So I don't even know if these people are really people. <laughs> Why are you human anymore? I don't know. <laughs> so, um, somebody, so, somebody greeted me in the queue for the supermarket the other day and I was looking at them and I was like, I'm sorry, I don't know who you are. <laughs> and they had to drop their mask and I was like, oh, hi, how are you? <laughs> It is. It's very strange. It's not like it's not a connection. Um, And so what I've been feeling is, wow, actually, I do miss people. (laughs) Amazing. They have a place. (laughs) It's quite a revelation for me, as you know. I'm like, yeah, I'm really looking forward to seeing, to hugging someone, uh, to to going out and socializing. This is this is something I'm actually starting to miss finally. But then I have always said, and it takes me a month, haven't I? <laughs> <laughs> so um, yeah, I'm really really sensing that that value of human connection. And um, I've got also gone through phases. I never felt grief. I must admit, I I felt uh, in the beginning that it was when I didn't know, well, as I said, I was kind of oblivious because I'm up on this hill. And then when every time I went down, I'd have a different feeling about it. Sort of like, what is going on? Am I in, am I, is this real? Kept having, Mm. am I dreaming this? Um, It was a little bit of a kind of reality sort of play on reality. Is this, what is reality? I don't know. Upside Uh, down. Everything's upside down. Everything's upside down. Yeah. And And now, though, and, and I, in the beginning, I was actually, I, I was laughing to myself at the irony of, of Mother Nature, because I think it said to you and a fair few other people, oh, I think I'm starting to feel a bit sociable now. <laughs> <laughs> Boom. <laughs> Go and we'll sit in the house for a month. <laughs> or two. <laughs> or two. And so I was like, okay, oh, I was initially slightly disappointed, but also finding it ironic now i'm i'm back in the zone i'm completely in the zone so i um i'm just in my little world here building walking writing um just as usual and if anything um i'm busier because i uh, there's a lot more online interaction than there used to be people are people are calling me from all over of course because they you know people are connecting in a way that they don't normally so I did go through a, a phase of feeling overwhelmed, mm. overwhelmed online. And, um, and I actually I even went offline for three days and that was beautiful. Then I really did sink into this alternate reality, which feels to me the much more real than the, than what's going on down there, um, down there in the, in the, <laughs> in that, that weird place. So we're very, very different experiences of the same situation and um which always which sort of brings me to what i always think how we we um the power we've got to inhabit different realities even when it appears that um that we're powerless 
Hmm. It's very interesting. And I, I want to bring it up because, so that people, people can choose because we're going to get a choice after this. Hmm. People can choose, you know, if they want to go back or if they want to choose something else. And um, we are very, very powerful. Even, even if the government stops you going out, you could be in a reality where it makes zero difference to your day. Yeah. Possible. And so that's, that for me is, is very interesting. And we were discussing the balm. Uh, you said, what's the balm in this situation? And for me, nature really is the balm. Um, and I think we both knew that anyway, but. <laughs> <laughs> but really appreciating it now. Yeah. Now, you, I've still got my um, connection to nature, but, but you've been shut off from it in, in, in many respects. So how are you going about reconnecting with nature when you are closed off like that? It's been very shrunk down to a sliver. Um, so I have a lemon tree in the garden and um, I spend as much time as I can when it's not, the weather's not been very nice, which is... <laughs> Yeah, when it's nice I spend quite a lot of time under the lemon tree and um, my observation and interaction with that tree has intensified Um, and I suppose focusing on bringing some of that in the house so have an abundance of parsley for example so I'm bringing that in and I've got that in little vases um so that there's more green inside and i'm growing a lot of seeds and i'm spending a lot of time in the veggie garden but it's very i need um it all feels very cultivated and I yeah need you need the wild you could almost sense that yeah yeah, yeah. The, what the wild yeah and it what feels static do? so part of i think part of what came out of still is that that even the nature connection i have is very still um, apart from the birds, which are so entertaining. Um, They've definitely ramped it up a notch. Oh, even or, up or, or is it because we're noticing them more? Maybe, maybe the din's gone and we're just yeah, suddenly aware of them. But it feels extremely noisy around here too. That sometimes I can't get over how lively how they are. Loud they are. How enthusiastic. Yeah. <laughs> I guess it's another day. I mean, come on. <laughs> And um, you talk about, you said that nothing's really changed for you, but I wonder, has your experience of nature intensified in any way? I've been thanking my lucky stars um, mm. and feeling extremely lucky, yeah, and um, that I made the right decision is what I'm feeling. Wow. I, I really had to push I had to push like crazy to get in here and to get all the, to, to, to build some kind of shelter for myself. And it is very rudimentary. I mean, I've got less space than you. <laughs> I've got two by two meters squared that I'm sitting in. And um, I do move. Uh, I do. I have a chair that I sit in in the day and a place that I sit in, in the night. <laughs> I shift it around. But, um, but of course they have the outside. So, so um what was your question again i've lost that Sorry. about uh whether your connection with nature has, has changed well it well it yes it has because I, I and it's also made me um i feel like i've entered the zone that i was in in turkey when i was in mud mountain and i was very very um pulled back from society because <clears throat> i'd had enough of it 
and I felt that I feel that I'm in that zone where I'm now a part of it I am it sort of thing and we're all we're all in this magic wonderland together so I definitely do feel that it's deepened and and my land I feel it's shining um it's shining in a way the attention (laughs) maybe the attention that we're all kind of in it together and it definitely feels like it's really really beautiful and of course all the plant that everything's burgeoning at the moment um spring has has sprung and um so it's incredibly lively incredibly Mm. busy um naturally yeah so i i do feel that it's deepened a lot and it and and in a way it was good because maybe I also thought maybe I needed to get into this depth of connection again before I go out. Maybe that's what it's about. And I'm not sorry. I'm really not sorry. Um, it's, it's, yeah, as I've said, it feels like a, a, a kind of retreat that we're being pushed into a retreat and, um, and I'm trying to use it as such. So yeah for me it's definitely a window mm-hmm. yeah and what i was going to say about when i was stuck in um in my in that flat in last year and I, there were times when i was really really craving um the wild as you said mm-hmm. the wild and the only thing i could do was to bring the wild in um psychically and sort of bring it in in my imagination and sit with it in my imagination speak to it in that way and it was very very helpful at times it kept me going it kept me through um yeah until until i managed to move up here but that was my my um strategy in that situation so i didn't i didn't visualize sit and meditate and visualize my my tree my ash tree for example and speak and speak with with her and um and communicate <clears throat> yeah so that was the way of doing that yeah i'd really like now i'm i've decided i'm not going to read my um mine because i'd really like you to read yours again i uh, that beautiful poem still i'd like to finish with it again because i think it's really um fitting <clears throat> still i am woken by the gathering outside my window The sparrows are louder, still. What part of alone is with? All day the lemon tree is busy with fruit. The bees' feet stay dusted with pollen, going from here to there and there to here. What part of close is open? The swallows flit and turn before dusk. Bats make me dizzy with their this way, then that. Yet I haven't seen a rock turn to sand. What part of stop is moving? The house is still standing. I am here, still. What part of me isn't stone? So beautiful. Yeah, what part of us isn't stone? What part of us isn't encased? in the um the dead really the dead the dead structures what part of us is always alive free and powerful and i think um 
this situation is a wonderful opportunity to find out because yeah, when the fake and the illusory is taken away from us, we get a real good chance to rediscover what's actually real. Thank you so much for a beautiful poem, Emma, and for this really interesting conversation. And thank you for your wonderful insights and sharing your experience. <laughs>